Hello, this is Catherine. I know I need to stop talking yellow lovelies. How are we doing? Fuck me, it's cold. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I know, what a cliche. What a cliche, right? But this weather, I mean, what, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? It's fucking freezing. Genuinely, absolutely fucking freezing. I don't think it's been helped by the fact I have spent the majority of today outside and obviously football, it's a beautiful game until the temperature drops to close to, to zero. And then it is... Uh, I mean, like, off the scale, ridiculously freezing cold. I quite enjoyed watching Beth as she ran around the pitch this morning and she'd forgotten her gloves. So her hands, by the end of the game, were glowing a little like Rudolph's nose. There we go, that's festive for you. Nice festive. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking freezing. It is nearly Christmas. That's exciting as well. I don't know if anybody else falls into the the kind of the where I sit, which is I love Christmas. I fucking love Christmas. I love, love, love Christmas. But end of November is too soon. It is too soon for Christmas decorations. It is too soon for Christmas music. I put on the radio the other day. I usually put it on when I'm working from home and I put the radio on and Christmas music started blazing out from, from the Alexa and I literally was like running across the room screaming, Alexa, stop! Alexa, stop! Alexa, stop! But Alexa thought I was joining in and singing festively, so Alexa played the fucking Christmas music even louder. And I don't know why I have a thing. I, I just think it's too soon. I think that my enjoyment may be diminished if I get too excited too soon and there is only so many times anybody wants to listen to wizard let's be honest no disrespect wizard band members um if you happen to be listening to this but yeah so i i kind of i'm i'm i love christmas i love christmas but i'm like first of december first of december we will christmas the fuck out of life but until first of december just hold your horses just everybody stand down stand down and relax there's there's a big I was going to say argument, that's not fair. It's kind of like a, a festive feud. Oh, I like that. We're having a festive feud in a, in a fairly amicable way in this household because I'm like, it's too soon, too soon, 1st of December. Oh, that's me on like one end of the spectrum. Other end of the spectrum, you've got Beth, who has pronounced that when she has a house of her own, she will have her Christmas decorations up all year round, apart from her birthday, when she'll take them down briefly for the day and then they'll be back up again. Mr. I know I need to stop talking is definitely on Beth's side and has been trying to persuade me for, well, probably since the kids' birthdays that the decorations should go up. But it's too soon. And much as I love Christmas, let's be honest, by the time anybody gets to like sort of that horrendous period between Christmas and New Year when nobody knows what the fucking day is and there's just lots of cheese around. I hate cheese and I'm sorry to anybody who's who's listening to this. I know every time I mention it, I appall people. Um, but I do hate cheese. I don't know how we've gotten to cheese, but I hate cheese. Anyway, where were we? Back to, yeah, Christmas. By that period, by that weird period, are you not surely like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm, I'm over these Christmas decorations. You see, I don't want to get to that. I want to still love every single piece of sparkly tat in my house. So too soon for Christmas decorations, as far as I'm concerned. Next weekend, Christmas the fuck up, baby. I am so christmas up, but not yet. Too soon. So don't know where you stand. Maybe you too are screaming at your radio every time it plays a Christmas song. Actually, to be fair, some of you probably will still be doing that in December because you have more highbrow musical tastes than those of us who literally get very excited every time we sing Mariah Carey singing. I love it. I fucking love it. Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking has lots of like really nice, sensible, grown-up, tuneful Christmas music that he tries to like play and educate me and the kids we hate it I just want just give me a tacky Christmas yeah bit of bit of Slade bit of Wizard bit of Mariah I love it I love it so yes too soon too soon but fuck me it feels like winter doesn't it it's fucking freezing I actually cannot so I did football this morning with Beth 
And then because I'm a glutton for punishment, I, I messaged one of my friends and said, shall we go for a walk? And fair play to her, she did come with me on this walk. And I can honestly say I got back from that walk and could no longer feel any part of my body, including my own vagina. And I know what you're thinking. Vagina is not usually a part of the body that one kind of notices particularly large amounts of sensation in when walking around until that sensation goes. And I can tell you now, it is most discombobulating having a numb vagina. I mean... If you've come to the podcast again for any kind of sense or rationality or, or, or structure or anything, I, I, I've listened to a few more different podcasts. Well, I haven't really. I've listened to like the start of them because I thought, well, maybe I should try and work out what I'm doing. And they all seem to go for these kind of like introductions. Like it's, it's very, it's very, um, I was going to say posh. It's not posh. It's, it's very, it's very structured, isn't it? It's very structured, very professional. It's very professional. And it's really fucking boring, surely, if you're listening to the same podcast week in, week out, and you're having to listen to them ramble on about the same old shit every week, is it? Or, or maybe it's not. Maybe maybe that's kind of nice and 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 settling and, and structured and everything that this podcast is not. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm never going to do that. So if you're new to the podcast, hello, hi, welcome. Um, this week we happen to be briefly talking about frozen vaginas, but it could just as equally be chatting about folding my Ocado bags into samosas. FYI, still not done that yet, still not done that. And there's a lot of them at the moment. So maybe I'll make that like a, a Christmas crafting project. Come on, children, come and sit with mummy and fold the Ocado bags. But yeah, it's very, very fucking cold. So I'm actually sitting here at the minute like a nana doing this podcast with a with a hot water bottle that Mr. I know I need to stop talking about me. He's a good husband. He's a good husband. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that my core temperature might return from sub-zero just in time for tomorrow's morning's game of football which promises to be even fucking colder i love football i love watching football i wish with all my fucking heart it was played somewhere warmer than the freezing north pole that feels like football pitches at this time of the year fuck me it's cold really cold it's been a it's been a confusing week because i had some time out in the middle of this week and mr i know i need to stop talking and i I know this is very exciting we went away together i know right this is very exciting um we went to we actually saw some theater this week i I love 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 going to the theater and i'm definitely still in that kind of post pandemic although i say post pandemic period clearly we're not post pandemic because as i record this i think our um erstwhile prime minister not a political podcast so look at me not passing any comment on our current government at all i I feel like I've grown as a person, um, is doing some briefing right now, which probably is, is along the lines of we're all doomed, doomed, we're all doomed, um, we probably are all doomed. However, in this brief period of time when we have been perhaps slightly less doomed, doing normal stuff like going to the theatre is a fucking joy. And we were lucky enough, we actually went to see two productions. One of them was shit, and I don't like slagging off stuff that other people have worked hard on, and I know lots of other people really like it, so I'm not going to mention that one here, but one was shit, and I was genuinely disappointed. But the other one... It was so good. And just to be really clear, because I feel I have to do this caveat, these were paid for tickets, they were not gifted, it's not an advert, yada, yada, yada. But this was so good. So I don't like films, and that makes me an oddity in my social circles. I don't like films at all, but there's one film that I love, love, love. And the film that I love is Jaws. I don't know why I love Jaws. It's not my normal type of entertainment at all, but I absolutely fucking love Jaws, and I must have watched it well over a 100 times. Well, there's a play currently in the West End called The Shark is Broken, And it's written by Ian Shaw, who is the son of Robert Shaw, who anybody who's ever watched Jaws will remember is one of the three main characters. He plays Quint in the film. And sadly, Robert Shaw died 
very soon after the film was was completed. So this play, written by Robert Shaw's son, looks at the three main guys in Jaws, and it's basically it's it's the backstage bickering. Basically, if you if you've ever if you've ever worked in theatre, you fucking love a little inside look at the backstage bickering. It's ninety minutes long. It's straight through without an interval. So have a wee before you go in. That's my advice. And honest to God, it's one of the best pieces of theatre I've seen in years. It was spellbinding. It was so good. All three actors were amazing. Ian Shaw playing Robert Shaw. I, I've got goosebumps just talking about it. It's like, Mr. I don't need to stop talking. Described it as like watching a ghost on stage. And it is because he plays his dad in it. He is so good. He's so good. And it's really funny. I laughed the whole way through. And then at the end, I burst into tears because it's so moving. It's such an amazing tribute. And... I can't, honestly can't recommend it enough and I know not everybody is is able to get to the theatre or lives near enough to London for it to be a practicality but if you are and if you can and if you do, see it, see it, see it, it's only on until February and honestly just an amazing 90 minutes and I didn't wet myself, yay me! So a, a win all round, a win all round. Meanwhile, I'd left my mum here. She'd very kindly come down to look after the children and the cats. To be honest, I wasn't worried about the kids because they're pretty well behaved. But the cats, my mum does not like dead small mammals and obviously my cats well the two fucking liabilities not sandwich what a good girl um but the other two fucking liabilities are perhaps the world's greatest purveyors of small dead mammals so i was literally thinking oh fucking hell what what are they going to bring her i was like i said to jamie i was like right come on jamie you need to literally be on on red alert we'd had a we'd had a beautiful comedy moment the the previous weekend when on the sunday i'd said right guys granny's coming down this week as you know she doesn't like small dead mammals so can you please be on red alert to make sure that you pick up any small dead mammals that that might be brought into the house preferably before she sees them yeah no problem they said no problem and they walked out the kitchen jamie walked upstairs and i followed him out and i literally creased up laughing i caught him back down he said what i said jamie you know you just promised me that you would be on red alert for any small dead mammals he said yeah i said look on the look on the doormat by the front door what do you see he looked oh he said a rat the size of a slipper was lying on my front doormat cold dead rat which one of the cats had obviously decided to gift so i spent the time we were away mostly shitting myself that they were because i put nothing past those two they're absolute fucking idiots i was like what are they going to bring like i don't know some half eaten animal that they're gonna like gift to her because she's a visitor but in probably the greatest miracle of the week the cats gifted my mum nothing and I probably am almost as grateful as, as she was. So no, she was here looking after after the children. I love my mum. She runs a much tighter ship than I do. So I think the um, the kids were both kind of slightly terrified, but also completely could get used to this life of luxury where granny's up cooking them bacon sandwiches for breakfast in the morning. I, Jamie kind of had this longing look of when granny was here. I was like, yes, good. Well, that was when granny was here. Those days are gone now. Moving on, moving on. And then as if that wasn't enough, again, God love her, she then phoned me up after she'd gone home and told me to go and look in my wardrobe in my room. I've got a big double wardrobe. Oh, God love my mum. She basically, like, sorted my shit out for me. She'd gone, like she used to when I was living at home, and she'd, like, made my cupboard look beautiful. Is it is it Marie Kondo, the, the mad lady who says that you have to find pleasure in socks? I may be misquoting you, Marie. I'm sorry. But 
my mum had basically married Condo, if that if that's who it is, and all my clothes were sorted and they like had structure. They had everything that this podcast does not. They had structure, they had like organization. I, honestly, my cupboard looks beautiful. So I kind of I don't want to mess it up. So since I've returned, I've basically put nothing into it, taken nothing out of it, and I've just got the clothes that I've washed in a pile on the floor next to it. Mummy, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I will I will get I will get into my stride. I feel like I can do this. I do feel that I can do this. I was chatting on on my walk with my friend this afternoon as we were we sort of musing as we were going round and we got to chatting about about parenting and and one of the things that I you know I've talked about and here before is like when I was getting ready to have a baby I think I said before I was I would have been a fucking A grade student if you could have passed childbirth with an A star on the theory I would I would have been absolutely there I would have been like in distinction city I was so fucking well read I'd read every fucking baby book there was out there and you know my kids now are obviously sort of teens preteens I hate that phrase preteens um like just not quite a teenager preteens I don't know why it makes preteens makes me think of sanitary pads I don't know why maybe it's me with the issues not the not the phraseology but my kids are now this age and I can honestly say that I've used probably about 0.0002% of anything that I read in any of those books but there's so much shit because then it seems to kind of be assumed that once you've had the child that you're in some way like qualified to be able to bring them up to be an adult and I don't know about anybody else, but I just frequently go, I have not a fucking clue, not a clue. And there's so much stuff that I think, like, people are very good at talking about the stereotypes, aren't they? And we talked here on here before about how, you know, teenagers get such a fucking bad name, like, oh, teenagers are mardy asses. But, you know, I've, I've only got one teenager at the minute. He's fucking lovely. He's an absolute fucking delight. We were sat, <laughs> sat watching Gobblebox last night. And obviously, it's I'm a celebrity, isn't it? And they, they obviously have the famous Bush Tucker trial where you have to eat various nasty foods. Well, Jamie's like the least fussy eater ever and actually he's quite medieval in his in his choices of food I've got a brilliant picture of him last last Christmas when he um he sat at the dinner table with this huge turkey leg in his in his hand he does look a little bit like Henry VIII that was that was the same Christmas where I cooked my first ever Christmas dinner it was very exciting and um I was doing I got the giblets out of the turkey the day before and was boiling them up for the cats and Jamie came in and, and sort of looked longingly at the pan and went what's that I said, it's the giblets. He went, what are you doing with them? I said, I'm boiling them up. Cats can have them. Oh, he said. I said, what? He said, they just look really nice. So he's like the world's least fussy eater. But he's watching last night as they're doing this this bush tucker trial with all kinds of things that probably most of us wouldn't ideally choose to put into our mouths. And Jamie's like sat there watching it, laughing his head off, going, oh my goodness, like I, I could absolutely nail this. He said, to be honest, this trial, I feel like a treat. He said, everything they've brought out, I really want to eat. I was like, yeah, and no, I think you would, you would give that a good go. But he's honestly, he's, he's such a joy. So I, th- I think that teenagers get an an unreasonably bad name but I don't think it helps that we talk about kind of this latter stage this post-baby stage of parenting in such generalizations and such stereotypes because then when the when the hard bits come along and there's definitely lots of hard bits about this bit of parenting I I don't think well certainly I wasn't maybe I missed knowing me I probably like missed some really important parenting class that that nobody told me about but I I don't think I did I, I just I don't think we talk about I don't think we talk about these things. And I talked before on, on one of these about, you know, the, the, the having to start to let go thing. Because, like, God, Jamie's, like, 14, four years' time, he'll be an adult. Like, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? Which probably means I'm really old at that point. But the letting go bit is it's hard. I'm fucking awful at it. I'm really bad. And you have to let them have their independence, right? Because that's how they learn. But I am 
truly, truly dreadful at it. Beth's gone out today to, to see a friend and... I mean, bless her, she dealt with me very well. I gave her the fucking Spanish Inquisition. I mean, she's going to this friend's house, but I'm like, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I've never, never, never been to this house before. I, I, I haven't, like, the DBS checked all the parents and stuff. And I know that that's ridiculous, right? Because, you know, that's what we did when we were kids and we went to people's houses. But, God, I mean, yeah, my mum and dad appeared so sanguine at the time. Maybe they were, maybe they were just glad. I was quite a difficult teenager. Maybe they were just glad to, to get a, a bit of peace. I mean, you know, and she's so casual. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go. And I'm like, are you taking your mobile phone? She's like, no, why, why would I need my mobile phone? I'm like, why would you not think that you would need your mobile phone? That's the sole purpose of you having your mobile phone. Um, at which she gave me a derisory look, which, which told me very clearly that's not the purpose she thinks she has a mobile phone for. She thinks it's for watching YouTube videos on ideal. Although she, she did then find that her mobile phone came into her own when she messaged me late this afternoon. She said, can you pick me up a bit later? And I, and I said, no, because Arcade is coming. As you all know, Saturday night is the Arcade slot. And she tersely replied and said, boys can sort that out, which they probably could. But, but yeah, the, the, they're letting go. They're letting them have their independence. It's really important. And I am dreadful. So if anybody has any top tips on how to let your kids have their independence without losing your shit over it i i would be all all ears all it is i mean they still get hurt as well they get hurt physically and they get hurt emotionally at this age and i again i thought it would be easier because they're like a you know they're a bit bigger and and tougher i don't know but no i i can't cope so beth played football this morning and it was a great game. They her team won by by quite a lot. But fair play to the other team, despite the the scoreline, they absolutely stayed stuck in right till the end and, and managed to score a goal, which was amazing. And both parents from both sides cheered as it should be. But Beth got proper walloped in the box and came off. Kind of was sort of limping a little bit and then came off and took off her shin pads and just by accident because this is what happens in football um she'd been studded so one of the other players had slid into her and she had studs going right down the thing and it would alter you know that those horrible nasty injuries where they take off those top few layers of skin and it doesn't hurt too much at the time because you're so fucking cold did i mention it's cold today um it doesn't hurt too much at the time and then you start to warm up and it really fucking hurts and then we got home and i said to her you're gonna have to put some savlon on that and she was in beth doesn't really cry she was in absolute floods and you're like oh this is rubbish this is rubbish. It's horrible seeing them hurt. She's had a bit of a, she's had a bit of a week, and and for obvious reasons, I don't want to go into detail about it. But again, the not just the physical hurt, but the emotional hurt. And God, I remember being like a teenage preteen or teenage girl, and friendships and life and fuck, it's so hard. I mean, I loved big chunks of of kind of being at school and the friendships, but I would not go back there if you paid me. And I've never met anybody who feels any different I don't I, you know I don't want to be old and dead but neither do I want to be back in my teenage years at sort of secondary school because yeah it's an emotional fucking maelstrom isn't it and just seeing your kids go through it. and and knowing I think as well knowing some of the shit that you went through because we, we all go through it right and I'm not a boy clearly um but I think it's probably the same for boys as well maybe it's a bit different maybe it's a bit less emotionally intense I certainly think Jamie's Jamie's friendship, there's quite a contrast in the, in the relationship, certainly that I observe, boy friendships and girl friendships. Like, Jamie's mates are like, right, right. And then if they fall out, I'm like, I haven't seen such and such for a while. Joe's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And then they obviously are friends again, and, and I see this person again. Whereas with Beth, it's it's a bit more Shakespearean tragedy when the fallings out occurs, which is very much how I remember it from, from my own school days. But, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because you... you you kind of have to go through that and they kind of have to go through that and it is all a rite of passage, but but 
it is hard. It is hard. Yeah, it's 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 adjusting to all of this stuff. I feel I feel like when I when I write my crash course in parenting, which I'll never do because that makes me sound like a colossal dick. But if I did, I think like there would be like little like modules for each stage, and this whole letting go independence and letting them go through some painful stuff because we all have to do it because that's how you fucking learn. Oh, fuck me, that's really hard. Although, just to be really clear, in case anybody's going, we told you it was hard at this stage, it is still a fucking abject joy compared to the hell of sleep deprivation. I'm just going to put that in there once again. It's hard, but not as fucking hard as trying to function on 45 minutes sleep for the day. I thank you. But there's loads of good stuff as well. And like I say, they, they are fucking hilarious. They make me laugh so much. They are genuinely such good company. And... I love being around them and, and you know, maybe if you if your kids are, are dicks and I get I get why you don't. I'm I'm being sarcastic, like I don't think anybody's kids are dicks, but I know some people who can't wait to get away with their kids. Mine are fucking hilarious. I love them. I mean clearly they wind me up, I wind them up, we all wind each other up. But they are genuinely so fucking funny. Ja- Jamie is st- still Jamie's obsessed with pigeons, which I I think I'd mentioned in the um in the in the post on the blog the other night about the can you get milk from chickens? No, mate. And then somebody mentioned you can get milk from pigeons, which Jamie was very enamoured by, because he's very enamoured by, by pigeons full stop. He he occasionally comes up with what he describes as his get-rich-quick schemes. I'm not sure many people hoping to get rich quick would have come up with quite this, but you let me know what you think. So his, his, great, his great plan is... He thinks it would be really great to get a baby. He's very unclear as to where this baby will come from, but I'm assured that it's all done with the consent of the baby and the parents. Mm. He's going to get the, get the baby and have the baby be brought up by pigeons only so that the baby will learn to speak pigeon and then we'll all know what pigeons are saying. That There are clearly a number of flaws in this plan. Jamie's not bothered by those. He's not always a details kind of man. He's yeah, he's, he's he's not bothered by that. So, yeah, that's his that's his grand get rich quick plan is to bring up baby raised by pigeons. If you see it on Dragon's Den, I'm just saying you heard it here first, okay? You heard it here first. I, I find it fucking hilarious at this stage as well. Like, do you remember when when kids were little and and literally you would get war and peace about I found a stick and the stick was in the park and the park was green and the stick was on the floor and there was a dog and I think the dog weed on the stick and you're like oh my god this is like a constant stream of information. And then you get to this age and it's like nothing, radio silence, nothing, nothing, nothing. How was your day? All right. What did you do for lessons? Can't remember. What did you have for lunch? Not sure. How are you feeling? Fine. Would you like to do anything tonight? Don't mind. Okay, cool. Good. Excellent. This is a... They talk about that lovely, that value of conversation with your kids after school. I think whoever has said that has clearly never had children. I get fuck all from mine. I, I enjoyed, Jay, when I came back from, from being away with Mr. I know I need to stop talking and, and my mum was obviously there. She she headed off home and I said to the kids, how was it? Did you have a nice time with granny? Obviously they waxed lyrical on the sheer amount of bacon sandwiches they've been fed. I said to Jamie, I said, so what did you, um, what did you have for tea? Well, I was away. What did granny make for tea? He thought about it. So genuinely some thought went into this. He said, on the first night, we had roast dinner. I said, yeah, I know, mate. I was there for that. Oh, yeah, he said. Second night, he said, we had something that came out of the slow cooker. And on the third night, we had something with rice. Good, mate. Marvellous. Excellent. Any chance of any more detail in any of those? No? Okay, good, good. Excellent. So... Yeah, yeah, trying to trying to work through the gaps, particularly when you know they're going through the hard stuff is um, hard. I sometimes feel like I'm like in some kind of quiz show and you have to like give exactly the right combination of questions to get the answer you're looking for. And then, of course, like I say, Jamie in four years, he'll be 18. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? 
And then they start, I mean, Jamie particularly is a shocker for winding me up and going, oh, four years time, mum, going to go, I'll be, I'll be off, I'll be leaving home. And obviously, you know, you know that you have to kind of do the, yeah, obviously I'm ready for you to grow up and be an independent adult. I mean, the, my secret weapon there, my armory is, is just at that point, I just throw in, you know, housing prices. And at that point, his fate, face falls and he's like, yeah, I'll probably be living with you and dad and, until I retire. Um, which, you know, hopefully hopefully the housing market will, will sort itself out by then. It won't. It fucking won't. But let's let's live in hope that, you know, things improve so that people can actually afford to have a home of their own. Minor details. But yeah, so maybe he will be, be living with us until he retires. And do you know what? I'd fucking love it. Unless he tries to bring in a baby and have it reared by pigeons, in which case he can go to a pigeon rearing annex in the back garden at that point. But yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's definitely that that shift in terms of kind of like the stuff I never even considered that I would have to that I would have to think about. And and suddenly, yeah, there there you are. There you are. You're on babies being being raised by pigeons. And and who knows? Who knows what's to come next? Because I think genuinely, if you'd said to me when I was preparing to have a baby, and what kind of challenging conversations do you think you might have to have when your kids are older? I'd have thought, you know, maybe about friendships, maybe about alcohol or drugs. Having to discuss the reasons why having a baby reared by pigeons is not practical would genuinely never have crossed my mind, and yet here I am. Life is a is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Right, my hot water bottle's getting cold. It's got a cover on, and I like hot water bottles with covers on. I think they look very pretty, but they're a bit shit for giving out heat, aren't they? So before my, my vagina freezes over again... Oh, is that, is that like hell freezing over? Vagina's freezing over. I mean, genuinely, absolutely ridiculous weather out there. I'm going to go and I feel like having a bath, but I'm at that stage where I'm too cold to even contemplate taking off my clothes to get in a bath. Could get in with my clothes on. I would not rule anything out today. The weather is ridiculous. So I'm going to go and try and warm up. That may or may not involve popping into Jamie's room to say hi and shoving one of my freezing cold hands down down his back um, because he's he's nice and warm and it's fucking funny to hear him scream um, as cold cold hand hits bare skin fucking freezing out there i hope you're all keeping safe and well i hope you're looking after yourselves i hope none of you are planning on bringing up babies raised by pigeons um but if you are like i say if you make lots of money you heard it here first look after yourselves have lovely weeks next weekend it will be time to start getting hysterical and excited about christmas and i'm sure there will be many tales to tell involving cats and christmas trees because oh fucking hell i just suddenly thought of the chaos which is those fucking liabilities there's gonna be a rat in my christmas tree isn't there <laughs> is that is that a song from the 70s a rat in my christmas tree maybe i'll maybe i'll remake it maybe i'll remake it look after yourselves stay safe and i will see you next week lots of love bye bye